Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story involving mohawks. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, malicious compliance battle with high school teacher. Background. As I started high school, a new principal took over and decided to overhaul how everything worked. My freshman year got rid of the finals, sophomore year they turned classes 100% test-based grades, also letting students retake tests three times since grades dropped fast. Junior year, they made all tests graded on a 1-5 to basis instead of A to F, where class grades were still A to F. 5 was given a 95% or A. 4 was 85% or B. 3 was 75% or C. 2 was 65% or D. And 1 was 55% or F. You could not go below a 55% since 1 was the lowest grade and the only failing one. My AP physics teacher my junior year was one of the people in charge of curriculum changes, and he definitely thought he was doing a good job in helping the students. After all, grades were getting better, especially for athletes. He had helped redesign the entire curriculum, but hadn't changed much about the way he graded his class. He intentionally made his tests on the harder side and used a flat curve for grading. With letter grades, he marked a 70% as an A, 60% B, 50% C, and so on. He decided to maintain these percentage cutoffs when he transitioned to the 1 to 5 scale. If any of you have taken an advanced science class, you know lab reports are typically a big portion of the class and likely caused you many hours of work, mostly doing tedious things like formatting equations in Microsoft Word. I hated doing lab reports. Thanks to my teacher's new curriculum, lab reports could not be a part of your grade without being part of your test. His solution was to make lab reports equal to 10% of your test grade, but it was graded independently, also on a 1-5 to basis. The lowest score you could get was a 1, or 55%. I quickly realized that even if I turned in nothing for my lab report, I would be given a 55% instead of a 0 and would still get 5.5% of my test grade when I only needed 70% for an A. Losing 4.5% of my test seemed like a worthy sacrifice. Cue malicious compliance. For the first few reports of the year, I turned in nothing for my report. He would give me a 1 and scold me, but after the second or third time in a row, he realized I was getting A's on his tests anyway and I was doing it intentionally. He then made the requirement that test scores would be inconclusive until lab reports were turned in, instead of just giving us a 1 and moving on. When the next report came around, I simply turned in a piece of paper with my name and lab report typed on it and turned it in. He begrudgingly gave me the 1 on the report and the A on the test since I turned in my report. When the next report came around, he announced reports must have each section in them. I'm not sure what he was expecting, but I turned in a page with my name and a title of each section with no words under the section. Once again, he gave me my A. Next time around, he announced each section must have at least a paragraph, three to five sentences, in each section to be considered complete. 
In my malicious compliance fashion, I gave him three short sentences in each paragraph that went something like, This is my introduction paragraph. It must be at least three sentences long. This is three sentences. Got my A. The last time he changed the rules, he announced with a smug face while looking in my direction that there was a five-page requirement and text had to pertain to the subject at hand. I proceeded to Google a wiki article pertaining to the experiment, copy and pasted five pages of text, and cited Wikipedia to not get hit with plagiarism. I got my A and he either gave up coming up with more rules or realized he wasn't going to win the battle. Fallout? The next year, he changed the entire school's curriculum to include a system of obedience scores to punish students for not completing work even if the work isn't graded. I have another malicious compliance story bending those rules to fit my agenda for anyone interested. How much do you guys want to bet that OP was not the only one doing this? I mean, this system was so exploitable, there had to be more people other than just OP doing this. I mean, if it's that forgiving, you might as well. I mean, not gonna lie, I probably would. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is Graphic Design Instructor's Response to Pants Writing Admins. Background for my graphic design instructor and how he functions as a whole? He's a stubborn older man and absolutely hates being told what to do. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's call him Goat. Goat has been at my school for around 14 years, and each year he's told any new admin at the school to leave him be because he will not jump through hoops for them. Fast forward to our malicious compliance moment. This year, a new principal and a whole new group of people have come in, and they're not used to Goat. They're used to willingly compliant teachers and scaring them into compliance. Now, I want to say last school year, the school had implemented a requirement for a today statement. Don't ask what it stands for, all that's important is it's an unnecessary acronym for the day's objective statement. And since last year had the admins that understood that GOAT doesn't jump through hoops, they didn't give much flack for that. Now that we have new admins, they came in to review my class period. And since GOAT doesn't have a today's statement because it's a graphic design class and he doesn't really think that the today's statement is necessary because the information GOAT gives typically is pretty straightforward, Design a logo for a standard pitbull kennel club that's gritty and intimidating. Design your own resume for graphic design, etc, etc. And Goat goes to explain to Admin that my class is a practicum class, which is applying the skills you've learned and gained in a practical way. Taking client work is quite literally the lesson plan. 
Goat even gave the admin a copy of a logo prompt for a client when asked for the today's statement, which apparently wasn't good enough for the admin and influenced the rating for him. In response, he's printed out a today's statement, which read as follows. Today, we will be doing client work all day, every day, and the next day, and the next day. This is shortened because, well, you get the picture. I'll try and link a picture of it in the comments. Anyway, sorry for the atrocious writing. I just thought it was funny. Honestly, I'm surprised that there's not more teachers that are honestly treating it this way. I just feel like growing up, I just feel like I've had plenty of teachers and instructors that, when it comes to this school spirit or sticking to the statement of the school, don't really care enough to pretend that they care. I mean, really, they're there to just do their job, right? Our next story is the Star Spangled Banner. Back around 1970, I was stationed at Pearl Harbor at a submarine base weapons shop in the US Navy. The shop had its own calibration lab, which I, as an enlisted non-commissioned officer, managed. We were all on a six-day duty rotation that meant I had to be on duty in the shop for 24 hours straight, despite weather, weekends, or anything else that might arise once every six days. On this particular Saturday afternoon slash evening, I was there on my 24-hour duty day, and as coincidence would have it, my shop commanding officer was celebrating his promotion to Lieutenant JG. Therefore, I was assigned to help set up for the party, which would take place in a large equipment bay, perhaps 50 feet by 100 feet. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The cement floor had to be mopped, waxed and polished, tables set up, etc. Since the shop PA system equipment was located in my calibration lab, one part of my duties was to plug it into a local radio station playing appropriate music. After completing the rest of the setup work, as a finishing touch, I set up the PA system and tuned it into an easy listening radio station suitable for senior officers and their wives. Picture in your mind something similar to the camp PA system in MASH. I then made myself suitably socially invisible for the duration of the party, alone in my lab, as the party commenced. A little later on, I found myself in the presence of said commanding officer, who ordered me to find a somewhat more lively and with it radio station. I was more than happy to oblige. I tuned the radio to the local hippie FM station, remember that it's the 1970s, where the DJs often fell asleep or passed out between songs due to certain recreational chemicals. But they did play lively music like Santana, Janis Joplin, Led Zeppelin, etc. To put the exclamation point on this instance of malicious compliance, I then called the radio station, KPOI, whose call letters will be forever etched in my memory, and requested they play the national anthem by Jimi Hendrix. I peeked out of my lab just in time to see a gaggle of naval officers trying to decide whether to stand at attention and salute, or come after me with their ceremonial sabers. Cooler heads prevailed, and I was simply asked to find a more suitable station. I did later on get a one-on-one with my commanding officer about malicious compliance, 
wherein I feigned complete astonishment that things went so wrong. I mean, this is a situation where you literally did exactly what you were told. How can they be too upset? Although the image of them struggling to figure out what to do when Jimi Hendrix's national anthem is blaring, absolutely wonderful. Our next story is, you want me to give you the key on Saturday? Sure I will. So this happened when I was a teenager, around 18 to 19, and I worked for this small bakery in my town. It's worth mentioning that I'm a woman. The owner was the worst man I've ever met. He had no business being around people, let alone managing employees. I was a key holder and the sole cashier of the store really early on. I was left alone to run the place and close it every day. He only gave us half-hour breaks for 10-hour shifts. He was racist and homophobic and frequently made fun of his employees so his buddies could laugh at us when they visited. I can go on and on about this man, but the best summary I can give is that I saw two people quit in their first day while working for him. I told him I was leaving three weeks in and gave him a week's notice. He of course complained about how unprofessional I, the teenager, was being. I also specifically told him that I will not work the next Saturday. My last day would be Friday. Now, I didn't want to work Saturday because that was sandwich day, the day the entire building stops making cookies and pies and makes sandwiches so they can be shipped off for other businesses to sell. It was always the most stressful day because there was too much work and too few people to do it. Also because the owner, instead of lounging at the front of the store, had to work with me, and he had no respect for personal space. How close he insisted on getting bordered on sexual harassment, and no matter how many times I brought up how uncomfortable I was, he ignored or interrupted me. So I wasn't going to work Saturday. He was convinced that my last day was going to be the dreaded sandwich day instead of Friday. I chose not to correct him, so I didn't. I locked up as usual on Friday, slept in the next morning, and wandered down to the bakery to give my key back. I walked in, and it was chaos. Customers were lined up. An employee who usually worked in the back was trying to man the cash register and failing, and the owner had gotten off his butt for once and was rushing around making hundreds of sandwiches, red in the face and swearing under his breath. I waved at him, but he made a point to look away from me. I put my key on the counter and walked out. He actually had to sell the bakery a few months later. Something about running out of people willing to work. I know I wasn't the catalyst to that particular development, but it was nice to know I helped. Honestly, this reminds me of some of the things I've heard about some shipping retailers I've heard in some places, where the working conditions were so poor that they churned through all of the available workers in an area, and they're just left struggling to find people to actually work there. Our next story is Mohawks Against School Policy? Okay. Almost a few decades ago, in high school, some friends decided to cut our hair into mohawks to celebrate making the playoffs for our sport. The only problem was that we went to a private school with a strict hair and dress policy. Several of us thought we might get by with it since sports were a big deal at this school, and everyone was very excited for the upcoming playoffs. When Monday approached, we realized we were dead wrong. As one of our friends arrived at school, he was promptly greeted by the administration and forced to leave until his hair was back in compliance. He returned later that day with a shaved head, along we a few other friends who were also sent home. What was the policy, you might ask? It was your stereotypical collared shirt and khaki shorts and pants uniform, and it did specifically state, no mohawks. It also stated hair for males must not be touching or beyond the shirt collar, 
and must not cover more than three-fourths of either ear. Thanks to my undiagnosed ADHD and hyperfocus not allowing me to assume anything, I had done my homework the weekend before and came prepared. You see, my aunt was big into wigs in the 70s, and she just so happened to still have a short-haired wig that would pass dress code. As soon as my first friend got nabbed, I pulled the wig out of my backpack and put it on. The administration knew I had a mohawk and thought I snuck by, but when they caught up to me in class, they were baffled. Walking up to me in mouth open, ready to pounce, only to notice and start to take in my wig in all of its horrendous but dress code conforming glory. Thankfully, no bickering began, but you better believe that for the next month, they checked on me daily. The season ended, I shaved my head, graduated and thought that was the end. The next year at college, I got a text from a friend's mom who worked at the school. No words, just a picture. The new handbook now included two more words, no wigs. So while many have left positive, lasting effects on their school, I will always be the kid who malicious complianced his way to the creation of a new rule. Does anybody else think this new rule is horrendous? What about kids who have conditions and want to wear wigs because of that? Literally, this rule only stands to be no bad or obvious wigs, right? Because if you're wearing a wig and it looks good enough, they probably won't question it. But even for a private school, that's such a dumb rule, isn't it? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.